0: Where am I? Grabbed in a barrel, I think. Smells like bourbon. Is that hops? Did someone just barrel-age an IPA? That can only mean one thing on this episode. We talk about this barrel-aging-obsessed brewery and why we love it. So come in and have a drink. Mm.
1: Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker.
3: And I'm Casey Price.
2: Hey guys, something's weird. I'm I'm not in the same room as all of you.
3: <laughs> I know. We've all been in the same space for quite a few of these now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, most of us. Casey keeps disappearing to go to parts unseen to be thrown into barrels. I'm pretty sure he's traveling around with a, uh, with a group of dwarves. <laughs> uh, I think he's going on an adventure.
3: There's a wizard. Hmm. Lots of adventures.
2: Well, give it a week and it'll be back to normal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, Casey, uh... two weeks. Two, give it two weeks and <laughs> yeah. So, Casey, what have you been up to since you're the one uh, still out on the road? Yeah, still out on the road, and it's
0: not it's not stopping anytime soon. Um, so, I am in northern Utah right now. I was able to knock three, four more, four more. I think I'm going to need him to. I need more. him to
2: finish this sentence soon.
0: <laughs> Five more uh, states off of my list of states that I want to drink a beer in. Oh, okay. so I was really concerned um, about the number of dead hookers he had found.
3: never <laughs> seen so many hookers did not, in all my life. did not
0: create. <laughs> there we go. Right. Under a bridge. Um, I know I had had a beer, uh, multiple beers in Vegas, but I never checked into them on – um untapped so i made sure to to get a beer and check into that this week and then of course utah we've we've been there done that um idaho i hit wyoming and montana hit and so oh and is it new mexico oh that was the best one you
2: gotta stop punching the ground casey
0: it it's just gonna break up your hands (laughs) <laughs> I think it was New Mexico. Uh these these western states confuse me sometimes, but right there between <laughs> they're uh, all I'm,
2: flat and brown. But yeah.
0: there I've driven um I-15 pretty much the uh sorry, Arizona, not New Mexico. Mm. Um and so I I drove I-15 up from Vegas up to um middle of Idaho and went up to the um to see Yellowstone and that was beautiful and everything, but the best part about that whole trip was just this one stretch inside of Nevada. No, what did I just say?
2: Arizona. Arizona.
0: <laughs> one stretch inside Arizona was like, that was the only place I could find. I had to like search before I went to find a place to get a beer inside Arizona to check that one off the list. And so the one place that I did find was this little hole-in-the-wall, locals-only beer bar. And it was... Um, <laughs> It was sort of like in the middle of nowhere. They call it the dam bar. You can check on my untapped and, and see <laughs> where it is there. But um it is it is a little odd. Um so I walk in and I just got done with one of my, my work assignments. And so as I'm walking in, I'm in a suit. And here I walk in and there's a lot of flannel. Uh, there's like <laughs> sure. there's like mountain
2: cowbo- how many cowboy boots and hats
0: are there? All, 100% cowboy boots, um, <laughs> did maybe they, four or five cowboy hats. Did they have both um, kinds of music? Country,
2: country and, and western? western.
0: <laughs> country and western. Um, <laughs> on the walls were all these, like, mounts just hanging up there, which, I mean, that's nothing for Kentucky, but then I don't look like I'm from Kentucky whenever I'm walking in there either. Um, but so I walk in, and there's this, like, the bar is full on – like, they don't have deer
2: out there. What do they have to hang
0: on there? Like it was, it was. It wasn't a buffalo or a bison. Possums? Was, no, they
2: don't have possums.
0: Elk. It may have been an antelope. I don't know. But <laughs> they had. They were out playing, and they had to stop. That. Oh, and and the the other thing that was that was mounted on the wall was a pair of. Um, breasts just bare like fake boobies just hanging <laughs> on the wall on a rack which was interesting yeah no
3: that was. It, 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 a rack it was on a rack, rack. okay on no rack. checks yeah. out checks out
0: uh so i go well. up and and i'm i'm looking and, and it looks like they've got just a few things uh one draft handle Bud light and uh it looks you know it's it's, it's a little shady looking um, It's dripping every now and then, and so I'm thinking, hmm, I think that's how you catch botulism. We'll have a Bud Light <laughs> bottle, please, uh, because it seems like that's what they've got going around there. I looked back, and somebody had actually gotten a Ninkazi Brewing, I think, at that bar a few weeks before. Oh. So I don't know where a good craft beer came from because I didn't see any. <laughs> they brought it there. with
3: them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But uh, I'm going in and I feel awkward. I feel out of place. I'm feeling like, you know, uh, everybody's there is kind of looking at me. And I walk in between this older couple. uh, I'm kind of like,
2: Yeah. Question about the the make of this place. Were the front doors, in fact, those swinging? uh, (laughs) No. Oh.
0: There was no front door. Were, oh,
2: <laughs> oh, were there people playing piano and playing cards, and it just like there were everything people playing stopped. cards. There and were everything people just playing cards. Stop! As you come in, they turn, look.
0: Yes, that was exactly the reaction <laughs> I got because they uh, this this is a place where uh, people just don't stop coming down the road. It's not advertised off the highway. You have to know it's there and then drive a couple miles off the road to get there. This is this is the type of place. As I looked it up online, they have. Uh, races every year but it's not like a normal race it's it's farm tractor races sure and so um i'm walking in and they're all like they all know each other you've got a couple of the town town alcoholics that are sitting up there they're just um, making the making
2: their way in the world today. It takes everything they've got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you've got the rest of them are like the old old retirees who you know don't push cattle anymore, and so they're back there in the back. Um, <laughs> a this lot is of their, this is
2: okay, and this is a very specific joke to basically the four of us. It's their Dairy Queen.
0: It yeah. <laughs> it is very much their Dairy Queen. yes.
2: it's where old people go to congregate. It's just they don't do it in the morning, or they yeah. may, but they later spend the, their evening there. Okay. Yeah, I'm, so I'm 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 creating a mental picture.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they all look up from um look up from their their card game and and one lady at the bar literally gives me this, well, "What are you doing here?" And I'm <laughs> like I I could just about die. I'm like this is the only chance I've got to get a beer in this state this trip. Don't blow it. I've <laughs> I've got to get through this. And I said, "Howdy. How y'all doing?" And give them my best like Eastern Kentucky, no uh, no no trying to cover up the accent, you know, all that and uh give them my ma'ams and and sirs and all the good stuff um <laughs> and so i asked the the bar uh, the lady at the bar ask her for a beer a bottle of bud light trying to just fit in a little bit and uh i sit down in what i thought was this guy's seat that he got up and left to go outside it was not and he comes back a few minutes later and, and you know I don't know. Would it be classist or not racist, but classist to basically say I thought I was getting my butt handed to me whenever he comes back in, <laughs> but he was just the nicest guy and everything. So by the end of it, you know, I've had my beer. Um, I start to feel the the little bit of the effect of what little bit you're going to get on a Bud Light, and so I start blabbing. I'm like, well, you know, I'm on the road here for work and everything, and just trying to trying to get a uh, a beer in every state, and so uh they like this the fact that i picked their establishment to have my beer in <laughs> nevada <laughs> so you know they start you know kind of giving that that sort of oh that's great yeah you yeah, know yeah. and the guy who i thought was going to beat me up whenever I, he comes back in actually gives me a fist bump and i say well i gotta get back on the road gotta get gotta get out of here and head down towards i don't know where my my next town was and uh i give the the barmaid my little uh, I don't want to say the my lady, but basically say, uh, you know, thank you, ma'am, appreciate it. And <laughs> ma'am, hat tip. <laughs> and walk out, and I'm like, that is one of the better stories I've had out of the 50 that I'm <laughs> going to be getting, I'm sure. And they laugh their so, asses man. off after you left. Oh, I'm sure. They're like, that, that guy, who was he?
2: Uh, who was so, that oh. suited man?
0: It's it's the type of bar. So th- there was the other thing. It's the type of bar that it didn't serve food, but they have a potluck there every day. Like they they bring in their own crock pots and. That's amazing. Uh,
2: I, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's how the, you the get botulism
0: <laughs> or
3: hepatitis.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they eat that, but the idea uh, of it is appealing.
0: Yeah, and they're. I mean, they're all cooking for. you. I mean, like I basically felt like I walked into a family reunion, hmm. or their their front like living room rather than <laughs> a bar that's open to the public. So I, don't know, I appreciate so, them letting me in for that little bit of time, get my beer and get on, get back on going the way I need to go. That being said, I bet that's a good place to get good chili. Well, the old guy making it, he, that was, it was their taco day I think was what mm. they were having that day. So mm. um, maybe some taco meat. So what
2: we, what we have just heard about here is Casey's superpower. It's networking. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Weird to do that. (laughs) Everywhere he goes. Oh, hey. How's it going, guys? Oh. Now, just instant instant (laughs) friendly relations everywhere he goes. Meanwhile, some of us just sit there in awkward silence going, well, this is how I die. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I don't know if it's a superpower or a curse because I really just wanted to sit there in awkward silence and not talk to anybody and have my beer to check it off the list. So...
2: (laughs) look, Cyclops can't look at his girlfriend without blowing her head off, <laughs> so
3: Okay, okay, and, to and I still call it a superpower and It's
2: still a power <laughs> With
0: great power comes
3: great responsibility <laughs> I see, so Justin, uh what were you into? I was hoping you were gonna ask, cause mm. nothing
2: I've been, I've been working so much, my only my only break from, from work lately has been doing podcasts mm.
1: so,
3: yeah, I that know that feeling, um
1: we're kind of in the same boat, really. Yeah, not
3: really like done that much. I mean, Monday. No, I had a crazy work schedule this week. I was getting up at twelve thirty to be in at work before two. But uh, after work on Monday, I went and met up with Gnarly Gnome from Cincy Brewcast, and yeah, well. he wanted me to guest co-host on there. We were at Listerman talking to them about what they've been doing. He hasn't done an episode with them since like twenty fifteen.
2: I made. I, I try to listen to Gnome when I can, uh, and this this is when I was like, no, 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 Chris is on. I have to make sure I make time for this episode. It was so cool because like Dan Listerman
1: sat, that, <laughs> sat there. Wait, I was like, I'm I'm looking at him, and then I look over at the wall mural, and I'm like, that's the same guy. And
2: <laughs> <laughs> just look at him. Look at the mural. Look back at him. Look at the mural. Oh
1: God, he's really here. And he had the suspenders on, and like the he just. This, like, From what I'm told, they keep his pants up. This <laughs> jolly, this jolly old man, and he, he, and, uh, and we got we had a good conversation with the head brewer. Um, oh yeah, Jared.
3: You more so after the fact when the mics I know, I was went just off talking to him. and the candid conversation started. That was that got more interesting because <laughs> um, as you can, as is known, uh, when the mics turn off, that's when people can speak frankly. <laughs> yeah, but uh,
1: but then they were all just like. Because we were, we're just like, oh, we have to go home and like, we we should be in bed like an hour. Ago. Yeah,
3: we finished recording and everyone's standing around still drinking. I was like, we have to go. I have to. I'm I'm supposed to be at work in four hours. <laughs> and they're like, and I've got to squeeze some sleep in there.
1: They're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
3: the next day was pretty rough. Yeah. But yeah. Always, always a good time to be on there on the on the Cincy Brewcast. You can go check it out and hear me laugh. I don't know. You, he thinks he some, sounds he's awful got good,
2: yeah, He's got some good points to, to talk about in there. I like they start talking about like the the Listerman phenomenon of lining up for their special releases now. Hmm. Like yeah. like how much of a deal it is now, you know. Oh yeah. The crazy around the corner, around the street, you know, whatever lines that start
3: forming and I'm just like, well, if you're going to ask someone about it, <laughs> might as well ask the person yeah. who's always there. <laughs> Except for today. I wasn't there for today and they did some amazing tchacos.
1: Ah. No. Uh, have, we can't fit anything else in the fridge. <laughs>
3: all right. let uh, get going to do an announcements? Announcements. All
1: yeah. right. Um, so we wanted to let everybody know our next video episode uh, is going to be another early one. We did warn you last time. Um, it's going to be streaming live on Twitch and YouTube live um, Sunday, October 8th. That'll be at 11 a.m. <laughs> but we will be all in studio again uh, doing a live
2: homebrew. Studio sounds like a really fancy term for garage. Casey's garage. <laughs> we'll be in Casey's yeah. garage.
1: But we'll, we'll, Scenic
2: Casey's garage. <laughs>
1: we'll be in meat space.
0: And on
2: site.
1: Yeah, uh, but it should be interesting. Um, actually getting to homebrew. Are we bringing the barrel as well? Or Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, Roll that thing out. It we'll has been sealed.
3: Yeah. And <laughs> when I dumped the water out of it, I was just like, I have like bourbon barrel water. I was like, this feels a shame to just dump it. <laughs>
2: I mean, oh, yeah. I remember uh, Casey having a large a large mm-hmm. barrel that we bought from Buffalo... Well, he bought from Buffalo Trace.
3: And they don't do that I anymore. Just,
2: <laughs> I know. I just helped
0: him uh, cart the thing, and at a certain point, we gave him <clears> just <throat> rolled the bitch, <laughs> And then
3: got, like,
0: tapped on the shoulder by security. <laughs> oh. Look, man, this thing's heavy. <laughs> and
2: we're getting to a car.
0: Uh, <laughs> they thought we were still in a barrel at that point, I believe.
2: Yeah. I think so, yeah. But the... Uh, I just remember him like cleaning the contents of that out once,
0: and then like, well, this is, this is just bourbon, <laughs> 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 like just unwatered the, down. The, the good stuff. That's the best. Um.
1: <sighs> all right. Uh. Our next so for that
0: for that beer, though. Oh. Um. In case anybody else wants to go ahead and purchase it, it it's kind of a, a easy one to grab because it's from More Beer. It is the Maple Bacon Brown Ale. And so um, (laughs) you can get it from there. It's got basically – it's an all-grain recipe, but it uses this Cascade beer candy syrup. So it's not Cascade Hops. It's the Cascade candy syrup company. Um, And it's a maple and smoked baking syrup that goes in there. Mm. Baking
2: or bacon? Bacon. Bacon. Okay. That's what I thought I heard, but I was like, wait, wait maybe he said baking syrup and if you put it with the wrong <laughs> cool. thing it foams up and makes a tiny volcano
0: you could i'm pretty sure you could use it for baking or whatever it's just a it's a, just a syrup that's smoky bacon flavored and mm-hmm. they get, they get this flavor from actually like boiling down bacon
3: so sugar we can so, forego this whole brewing process and just drink a bunch of that syrup i mean <laughs> yeah I'd be fine we'll just have that. pancakes or waffles <laughs> yes. that day. and oh that's, oh, oh,
0: that's actually yeah. a really good idea. <laughs> yeah let's, let's right. i'm showing up early, so early. And oh mm. have a little that there'll be enough to go in the beer i'm not a huge beer smoke fan but oh, I love um, it. there's some extra uh smoke malt in there so it'll it'll be smoky even if we don't use all it. the syrup,
2: I need to go get some Mrs. Butterworth's, and I don't mean the, the syrup.
0: <laughs> I may have some at home. I'm
2: just saying, like, man, I'm gonna need to pour that on some pancakes and talk about Frangelico,
0: <laughs> some Prangelico. hazelnut
2: liqueur, on my pancakes. Uh-huh. Hmm.
0: So, if you wanted to to get that recipe and follow along, you know, feel free to. We'll probably start the episode, um, we'll start a little pre-show, but we'll probably already have the water and everything preheated, getting ready to start into um, our first mash-in right at the beginning.
1: Nice. So, right. Excited.
2: We've come with some stuff uh, already prepared. You can, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> And we have one already made here. <laughs> yeah. We have to go that route, All right, right. Um, all right
1: so the, the next audio episode after that, uh, we'll be covering Saison's. And uh, that should be posted around... That what October. we're doing next. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was on a schedule.
2: I've, I forgot.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, but it should be posted around October 23rd. Um, and then... Wait. October 23rd. Is that the wrong date? That's the wrong date. It's not that even... no, no. We're, we're doing oh, a video goodness. episode Sorry. then. It'll be posted around October 17th. 17th. Okay. Yes. Because the next video episode will be on the 21st.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So... Um, audio episode about Saison will be posted around October 17th. Yes. Okay, and then finally, um we did um post the the link here and there, but um just to give you guys I made a bitly link to make it a little bit easier. Um if you would like to help us kind of improve or make any adjustments to this audio podcast, um your feedback is greatly appreciated. Uh, we do have a survey available. If you could go just it's a, it's pretty quick to just fill that out and um and we'll get all the responses um it is at bit.ly slash h-a-d survey that's had survey and that's all yes. lower lowercase um okay. because yeah bit.ly does have a, a case sensitive thing so it's all lowercase um bit.ly slash h-a-d survey um, and that would be, um, and it's just, it's just some basic feedback about like format and, and it's just some ideas we're tossing around. If you want to give us ideas, that kind of thing. So it, it'll really help out a lot.
3: All right. And I think we also had some feedback. We
4: got one!
3: This is just, just like simple
1: feedback, but, uh, Craft Beer Joe contacted, hey, look, contacted there's us. There's no,
2: there's no bad feedback. Even, even if it it's is. True, is true. True.
1: It was just on Twitter. So, um... In reference to the Fest Bowl episode that we did, so if you guys haven't listened to that, go back and, and definitely check that out. Um, this one, again, very interesting. We did a, a blind tasting. Um, I think it turned out pretty well. Um, so he was sa- so this is in reference to my thoughts on the one that I absolutely did not like. Um, he said two notes. Uh, when I was a kid my mom bought generic cocoa puffs that I swore tasted like tomato soup. <laughs> so I completely get how that could be in a beer, too. And I've been I I've not been impressed with Dark Horse. Um, getting a metallic taste from them generally. So mm. Dark Horse was the one that I was not uh, not a fan of.
2: <laughs> I don't recall it tasting especially metallic, but it's been it's been a week now. My brain or two weeks, my brain shot
3: yeah when we were doing the tasting, I didn't I was trying to actively look for that because I remembered it being such a thing before, but again, before I couldn't really taste it, so I wasn't finding it in any of those beers. There was one that we were like, oh, maybe it's there, but it came out of a can so that was really the mm. the source but no uh when it comes to dark horses stuff. I've, it depends, you know, I've sought out the ones I thought I would enjoy the most rather than just kind of blindly grabbing. Mm-hmm. So when you're grabbing like, uh, Tunilla or, uh, Plead the Fifth or anything like, like big stouts and things like that, I've been pretty impressed with them except for this case. I was not, I did not care for that. beer. Out
1: of all the, f- the, the Meritons and Fests that we had, mm. I it, just comparatively, it was just so off, I guess.
3: Yeah, it just, it just threw me. It was way too dark. I don't think it really counted as a Meritzen or a Fest beer. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. All
3: right. Okay. Uh, news? A little bit of news. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Uh, right. First story Uh, hop stocks continue to outrun demand. So, even before this false harvest, U.S. hop stocks are up. Some, well, I guess this is. A couple weeks old, because Hop Harvest has begun and finished for some people. but uh, even, September 21st. No, oh. So, five days old. Hmm. Even before this fall's Hop Harvest, uh, U.S. hop stocks are up substantially from a year ago, reflective of an oversupply that's putting pressure on dealers and growers. Stocks were up 15% at 98 million pounds on September 1st, versus 85 million pounds a year ago. According to a report released September 20th by the USDA, National Agricultural Statistics Service, it is the largest percentage increase in inventory of the four reports showing supply increases dating back to March 1st, 2016. The new report shows dealers and growers with 64 million pounds of hops and brewers with 34 million pounds. It's actually a pretty good size overage, and it was expected. We knew craft beer was slowing while aroma variety hop acreage is still increasing, said Pete Mahoney, Director of Supply Chain Management and Purchasing for John I. Yeah.
2: Oh, I assumed the period was the end of that sentence, and I was just like, for John the First. That's what I saw too. <laughs> also, I can't hear Mahoney without thinking of police academy. Yeah, that's exactly where I went. I'm just picturing Steve Gutenberg. <laughs>
3: Oh, the goot. Uh, Previous overages years ago were high-alpha commodity varieties that keep for years. He said, uh, this year's overage is of aroma varieties for craft beer. Aroma varieties need to be used in a year or two. He said, the past summer, 47 hops of Yakima, a hop broker. Filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy protection yes. to shield itself from yes. creditors while developing a restructuring plan to pay more than seven point four million dollars in debts and remain yes. operational. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakima Valley
0: is like one of the big hop growing um, northwest U.S. regions, and so um, that that region I think it borders against like California. Um, I think it's near. Oregon? That would make sense. I'm sticking. Hmm. Yakima Valley. Yeah, probably Oregon, I think. Um, but anyways, it uh, it's kind of the, the heartland of hops. And so here's here's the breakdown of what's going to happen most likely. Hop, hop trends, we've talked about this before. Hop trends will follow beer trends, but they're always one to three years behind, depending on what varieties are in the pipeline and what people are looking for. It always takes a few years after a new beer style comes along or a new hop variety to come along um, before when it gets popular before it, it really gets a good drive of hops. So,
2: well, and unlike some other, uh, some other types of businesses,
0: farming takes a while. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 We talked about how, how hops were grown, I think in one of the beer science episodes, um, and so it, it takes about three years for them to get even from like small acreage to large acreage, just because you've got to like double the vines yearly. And so with what's going to happen, the good news and the bad news. The bad news is some of these hop growers are going to go under, um, especially the smaller ones that don't have the ability to to set up contracts long term. Um, they're going to kind of face this this shrinkage in the group, but. With two years supply of uh, or two years overage of these aroma hops, you're going to see because breweries weren't able to get a ton of aroma hops, so they backed off on their beer styles. They're not super aroma heavy now; they're more, you know, middle of the road. They're going to be selling this stuff by the, you know, huge bundles for super cheap. Yeah, and so an
2: acre per penny. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, how cheap it's going to go, but it, it will be. It, you'll you'll see a, over the next 18 months, you'll see a huge rise in the number of hop forward, huge IPAs with the best hop aromas that you've ever smelled. Um, they'll probably be seasonals because it's not something they want to force themselves to use yearly. Because uh, it's going to be, you know, instead of putting, I don't know, 50 cents into a can of beer, they're putting in. Uh, 45 cents this year and what could be 75 cents next year and yeah. so they don't want to do that long term um, but you're going to probably get into the range of some really delicious hops out there in the next year or so
3: so probably next spring running into next summer we'll see some amazing ipas yeah, um, but they're, right now at the,
0: this time, Harvest, even a little bit before this, breweries were doing what's called their hop contracts, which means they say to the hop harvesters or the, the, the brokers in between, they say, hey, we're going to buy, uh, we need 2,000 pounds of hops for next year, and they need to be 20% this variety, 20% this variety, and they go down through the list. That's on a contract, you've got spot buys though that come up where you can say if they've got an overage a a hop contractor comes in and says hey i've got extras of these would you like to buy some at this reduced price and you set the price whenever you first come in at that contract you you say a dollar per pound is what i'll pay you and you've got to fulfill that contract if the hops are dropping to 90 cents a pound then you know you lose money if they go up to uh, five dollars a pound then you gain on that so you're you're looking at the future of hops whenever you're placing those bets sort of um but you're going to be able to find a lot of hops for super cheap right now i've seen ten dollars a pound is is fairly cheap for some of these big varieties and at the homebrew level we're looking at ten dollars a pound for like cascade Ooh. and and so i can't imagine just, if you're buying in bulk
2: jeez just imagine what well, yeah, just imagine the the influx of of aroma hops for homebrewers though
0: Oh yeah, we we've got and so right now if you, I wanted to go out and buy a an ounce of Cascade or an ounce of let Citra is the one that that's fairly expensive because it's a, a a copywritten I guess whatever trademarked copywritten hop um, so it's a little bit more expensive it'd be three dollars an ounce sometimes oh. so right now you can get it for ten dollars a pound um, yeah. through the right growers.
2: How does that convert into kilos? Ooh,
0: fifty six. Just
2: making a drug joke. It's fine. Don't uh, I was
0: going to say, yeah. I was going to try to because I've got to convert to kilos a lot for some of my brew software.
2: Oh, I'm just picturing because uh, uh, when I said kilos, I'm just picturing people like you know, you know, running massive amounts of weed. But now they're hops
0: in the like, here. Well, that's... that's the weird thing is you you run around sometimes and and you go purchase some some hops from somebody that grew at their house and so you've got this bag of green stuff in the back of your car <laughs> and then you've also got a like a gallon ziploc bag and then you've also got your your gram scale back there that's about the same yeah, for you measuring got, cocaine
2: you got your you got your dime bag ready all just
0: all ready for your brewers <laughs> and so you kind of you get stopped they're like hmm you smell like you've got a whole lot of uh uh skunk cop back there or whatever What do we call it we call it Got um, some of that dank
3: the dank yes the dank hop
0: oh, in your trunk
3: and sometimes you have a big barrel of uh fermenting liquid in your back seat <laughs> yeah yeah you do that
0: <laughs> try to keep it pressurized to keep it from uh going everywhere as you drive
3: all right it's i mean this situation is really strange because it's like as consumers, next year we're going to come out like in the better. We're like mm-hmm. the product we're going to see is going to be amazing, but it's going to be costing a lot of people their business and jobs. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing with farming. You know, it you
0: you buy insurance in case your your farm gets destroyed by a natural disaster, but there's no insurance if you've just made business decisions that didn't work out. So, yeah. you know, it is uh, what it is.
2: There's not enough. Uh uh sub- uh subsidies to hmm. to keep these large farms going <laughs> and I, don't, I, don't think a, I don't think there's a there's a hop subsidy either they, that they,
0: i don't yeah the I, government, don't I don't think yeah. is telling you
3: hey don't don't make hops yeah, yeah. we'll pay you to not grow hops keep them artificially high yeah all right let's uh let's move to a slightly brighter story uh this one from forbes Despite slowed growth, craft beer's economic contribution jumps 20%. Uh-huh. <laughs> well said. <laughs> craft beer's economic contribution in the United States economy has grown by more than 20% in two years, according to numbers released by the Brewers Association on Tuesday, in announcing the results of its biennial? Mm-hmm. Uh, economic impact study the brewers association says small and independent american breweries added 67.8 billion dollars to the economy in 2016 a 21.7 percent increase over 2014 this despite growth of craft sales and production slowing dramatically over that same period as consumers continue to demand a wide range of high quality full flavored beers, small and independent craft brewers are meeting this growing demand with innovative op- innovative offerings creating high levels of economic value in the process. Uh, brew Association chief Econom- economist, if I could speak, Bart Watson said in a statement, So the study covers the total impact of craft brewed beer as it works its way through the three-tier distribution system plus food and merchandise sold at brew pubs and brewery yeah. tap rooms. That's interesting. Taking that into effect or in account, oh, yeah, because it's all those T-shirts uh, you buy, yeah, right. Well, and it, 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 you know, it it
2: does work its way through the system. It's all coming from the same, you know, yeah.
0: You know. And they're looking. To, the, the reason, I mean, it's the Brewers Association. They're looking to see how can we best spin um, yeah, the fact also... that. Well, I mean, and they're they're. I mean, they're not not just that it's spin, but. There's a lot of impact that comes from this brewery beyond just beer. Yeah. And there's a lot of jobs that they, they create. And so you've got to have somebody cooking the food in the back. It's not just the brewers and the, the packagers. It's the chef that you've hired and the, the wait staff and, and mm-hmm. the, the printing company that now gets to print up another ten thousand shirts a year because you, you order that many. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot down through the road. Yeah. There um... is.
2: I I'm just I'm I'm instantly suspicious of of studies of any kind. Not be just just because have to go, OK, who's it come from? And they yeah.
0: have something they're trying to push. Anybody that's got a chief economist, I'm immediately like, OK, you you've added a little bit more. There's
2: there's some, but, you know, <laughs> economists to some degree,
3: like, I mean, look, we'll make the numbers say whatever we want them to.
0: <laughs> that's my that's my uh, Ben Bernanke
3: right there for you. <laughs> Hmm. All right, so as you were kind of like in what you're saying, this production and sales process created more than 456,000 full-time equivalent jobs, a 7.5% increase from 2014, with breweries and brewpubs directly accounting for more than 128,000 of those jobs.
0: I wonder if this was pri- this study was done prior to the Brewers Association. Or prior to A.B. and Bev laying off all of their mm. high-end
3: employees. Uh. Yes, yes it was. <laughs> well, again, go. this is all craft. I don't think this has anything. Well, well it, been, the...
2: some of it might have been craft still during that period because this is from 2014 oh, yeah. uh, to 2016. So yes, yes, it's before that big layoff because mm. that just happened.
0: Yeah, years. And and they're, they're saying that the 128,000 jobs are breweries and brew pubs. The other three hundred thousand, or three hundred and I don't know, three hundred eighteen thousand, um, are coming from your three-tier distribution system, other than the brewery and brewpub. So, AB and Beva distributes beers for companies that are craft brewing oh, companies, yeah. and so those those distributors or those truck drivers that that take the beer to various places they they may be um, counted in those as well.
3: Yeah, uh, with seven point three billion dollars worth of annual output, California leads the nation in economic impact, as it has since 2012 when the Brewers Association launched the study. It's followed by Pennsylvania with five point eight billion, Texas with four point five billion, New York three point four billion, and Florida at three point one billion. And I'm pretty sure you can name a, like a big brewery at each of those places with a beer that <laughs> everyone stands in line for almost days to get
2: can't yeah. think of one for Texas. I
1: can't Pop's
3: either. I was just hand. looking at that one. Um, You've got, what is it? you got Jester uh, King uh, there. And, like, there's all kinds. Oh, Jester
1: King. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, but which is believed to be the fastest growing craft beer state in the country, being Florida. Talk about Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Florida, in reference yeah. to Florida. Uh, a Bruce Association spokesperson says the composition of the list hasn't changed much over time. Uh, California Craft Brewers Association Managing Director Leah Bailey says California is the birthplace of the American craft brewing movement and is home to more than 850 breweries. More than any other state in the nation, California's beer manufacturers enjoy a regulatory structure that contributes to the continued growth of the industry across the state, including the ability to self-distribute, open a tasting room, and sell beer directly to consumers." Yeah, was it
1: pretty unique.
3: I was going to grab a story, and I didn't. I wish I had. Uh, I would go and look and see if I could find it real quick. But um, there's a story. One state of oh, the laws just changed to the point to where if a brewer wants to oh, yeah. sell a beer out their front door, they have to still use three-tier. They have to get a distributor to physically transport the beer from one end of their facility to the other in order to uh, sell well, it. and they no, have to pay no, no. that it's, person.
0: It's even worse than that. They hire the distributor, but the distributor does nothing except take the money. Oh, the distributor God. doesn't have to move it anywhere. They just pay the distributor the money. And then, I mean, it's, it's literally like, okay, I'm pumping it from this tank to the serving tank. Now I've got to pay the distributor. That's so stupid. That's
3: if there was anything that was like straight up mob like <laughs> that is it that's ridiculous be ashamed if something
2: happened to these bottles
0: <laughs> yeah so right. there's 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 that on the the future that we're looking at yeah i'm i'm not real happy with that sort of law yeah. um, but it's not it's not uncommon unfortunately that's that's kind of where craft beer laws start a lot of times um, yeah. they're trying to keep it inside the three-tiered system
3: Hmm. all right so uh we'll close this one out the u.s supported 5301 craft breweries at the end of 2016 compared with 3782 years earlier however approximately a dozen larger craft breweries sold to global brewery conglomerates in that period losing them the craft brewery designation and removing (laughs) them from the brewery association statistics uh, the Brewer Association newly formed Diversity Committee is conducting the organization's survey of brewery employee demographics, but has yet to release any results. Here's a hint. They're going to be white, they're going to be male, and they're going to have a beard. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's, the ma- that's the majority. Um, <laughs> now, you'll you'll have... <laughs> That, that's so what you're going to see in those those results. Now, where, whether it falls at 80% or 90%, <laughs> we've yet to see. Whether
2: it lands at 99% or 99.9%. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. This is coming from a podcast with three men with beards. <laughs> oh, and yes. Brittany.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's another thing I want to see in that. That should have been the name of our show, Three Men with Beards and Brittany.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: <laughs> three men and a Brittany. This is how we end up being bearded fruit. Bearded fruit. Beard. <laughs> uh, All right. But uh, I, I want to see. They, they should have a demographic in that of beard length. <laughs>
4: hmm.
3: Majestic.
2: Or, no, no. What was that's, the... That's how the...
0: it goes. Uh, close, uh,
3: uh, uh, scraggly, and majestic. <laughs> Those are the names. I like. believe the last time I checked it on a chart, I was at Sea Captain. <laughs> all, right. All, right. all right our final news story uh goose island beer names new president uh, goose... oh how good for them <laughs> they get to have their own president yeah it, it's mainly he's, he's like the queen of england he he's yeah. basically there to sit in the company and smile and wave it's a ceremonial position probably on the board uh goose island is getting a new boss and it's a homecoming todd ashman <laughs> a new boss
1: uh, well... i think it's osman
3: osman Oh yeah, I was putting Haley Joe Osman? It. Yes, Todd Osman, a friend of former Goose Island brewmaster Greg Hall's since childhood, has been tapped to take over the brewery's president and general manager. Uh, the man currently in that role, Ken Stout, is stepping into the newly created role of president of Goose Island International, a, div- a new division to guide Goose Island's growing international footprint. Huh. Goose Island's parent company, Anheuser-Busch, also announced Monday that it has bought the entirety of Virtue Cider. Uh, The cider company started by Greg Hall after Anheuser-Busch bought Goose Island in 2011. You thought you were (laughs) done
2: with us, didn't you? Here's some more money. Oh, okay. In
3: 2015, three years after launching Virtue, uh, Hall sold 51% of his Michigan-based cider company to Anheuser-Busch for an undisclosed sum. I'm sure... (laughs) It's cider. Not as much. Yeah, Osmond, <laughs> not nearly as much as they paid Wicked uh, Weed.
2: Uh,
3: Osmond on. assumes <laughs> uh, day-to-day responsibilities for both Goose Island and Virtue Cider, whose Chicago team will move into Goose Island's headquarters on Fulton Street, uh, Greg Hall said, and his Virtue co-founder, Steve Schmackle. Schmackle. I want that last name. <laughs> I, want my, I want to give my kid that middle name. Uh, Schmeichel. Uh-oh. Uh, will Not remain cool. active in the company, Anheuser-Busch said in an email sent to employees this morning. Osman, who worked as a bartender at Goose Island when it opened as a Clyburn Avenue brew pub in 1988, worked in the music industry before returning to Goose Island in, marketing, in a marketing role. He ascended within the company after its sale to Anheuser-Busch, and in 2015 was named president and general manager of the Blue Point Brewing <laughs> just outside of New York City. So, did anyone else when I was reading that just suddenly get like a brewer or a bartender behind the bar? He's doing his thing, and then suddenly, like the light shoots down from the ceiling, and it's he like ascends. the blues. Yeah, it's like the Blues Brothers. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. <laughs> the band. No, is it just me? Okay. I hadn't quite gotten there, but you said you said light, and I was like, wait, wait, are we going back to Blues Brothers twice in one episode? Oh no, the, there could be more. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch, a subsidiary of Anheuser-Busch, Embev, the world's largest beer company, bought Blue Point in 2014 as part of its strategy to penetrate the growing American craft beer industry. Anheuser-Busch has also bought 10 American craft breweries since 2011. Goose Island was the first. In recent years, Anheuser-Busch has launched Goose Island's pubs in London, Toronto, Sao Paulo, Shanghai, Seoul, and, geez, I did not realize that many in Monterey, Mexico. Uh, stout. I feel like they... Oh, all of those were in Mexico.
2: Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, the way that's that's set up grammatically makes me... No. Just
0: try they're, again, guys. They're trying to step on Constellation Brands, but what they don't know is Constellation Brands knows how to use glass. So when they step on them, <laughs> they get their feet cut. Nice. That's a... When you step
2: on glass in Constellation uh, uh, bottling plants... You get your throat cut
0: <laughs> because it's in your drink. You ended up oh. like the uh, Narcos, not to make light of the situation, but narco <laughs> that Narcos uh, site uh, prepper or whatever he was. He was like the, the guy who went out for the narco show and, and found sites yeah hmm. oh. to film it. Yeah. He ended up like murdered. Jesus. What? Yeah. Holy crap. Have you not seen this yet? Yeah. No. No.
2: I don't watch narcos,
0: so I don't really follow it. I don't it. either. But the fact that these these drug cartels are, are looking at it and saying, Man, well it's it's like whenever the FBI was tapping the phones of some some of the uh the mob during the Sopranos, they were talking with some of these I think it was the Sopranos.
3: Sopranos Somebody paid people. off. They paid a lot of people top dollar
0: well they were like these these people that were real gangsters or real real cartel um and and mobsters were being tapped and the next like monday afternoon after it aired like they would listen to the conversations and the, the mobsters were like uh, so who in the organization tipped them off how do they know about this like they were getting real close with some things that they probably shouldn't have known in that show and uh, that's probably very similar to what's happening now with Narcos. Their, their insider information is getting real good.
3: <laughs> A little <laughs> too
0: good. And so they, one of the big show uh, stars actually said the show will not continue unless they provide us extra security.
3: Oh, wow. Uh,
0: so Fair enough. Yeah. So Dude. that's
2: what's going to happen to anyone who works at Goose Island.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Heads on turtles um, roaming through the or,
0: desert. Or doesn't uh, send your beer through the tier- three-tiered system. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right. It'd be a shame if something
2: happened to your beer let's do a little Untapped get r- riggedy riggedy wrecked son yeah let's get wrecked che- for cheers to 500 no 500 million check-ins oh pardon uh, so since Untapped's founding in 2010 oh god that was that was not very recently
3: no makes you, makes you feel old uh,
2: Hello, darkness, my old friend.
0: That's eight years ago. yeah, Seven.
3: It may as well be eight. That's seven
0: years ago. <laughs> Casey, you're having some trouble with math today. I, I, Well, no, I did pretty good on, like, figuring up the amount of that one number. <laughs> Look, that, no, we're, we're only three months number. away
2: from 2018, so. Yeah. I, I know, but anyway, um. <laughs> We've watched in amazement as this incredible community has blossomed to over 5 million users. Uh, at its core, that's what makes Untappd great. The us- uh, you, the user. Uh, and the community you've helped create. Uh, there's a whole lot here. Um yeah. Yeah, you can just skip down to the actual Let's highlight. Just a go bit. down to the to the bold text. Anyway, uh to celebrate this beer fueled occasion. We've created a special commemorative badge for all to unlock. Check in between any beer between October uh, now and October 31st. Uh this was September 29th for the record. Uh not today, but the day this started. Uh and the f- 500 million beers badge is yours. Uh, in addition to the new limited edition badge, the first 500 people to use the coupon code uh, code, code uh, 500 million during checkout can get 28 percent off of all merchandise in our store. I
0: want to guess good. that one's already that's already yeah. Been used.
2: Yeah, I'm betting so. <laughs> uh, by the way, I I didn't look that closely when I just saw uh, 500 million to see what the badge was about, and I just you know I, I saw Chris and Brittany check into it yesterday. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Whoa, I'm not that big of an alcoholic.
3: Although when we were watching the Cracked videos when they were tabulating... uh, How many beers Norm drank. Yeah, um. Norm's tab. And we're like, you know, it really isn't that extreme. It's like, I drank more, you know, this year than Norm drank in like the run of the show. So if you... here, Here's... Okay, two things.
0: The little mom and pop bar that I stopped at to try to get my check in—that Bud Light was only two bucks. Okay,
2: that's, that's fine. So, that wasn't—they were calculating
0: for the average, whatever. That, right. I that, that's but, how but much you, the water saying, usually like, costs. That's super cheap. That was unexpected yeah. cheap. Okay. The average craft beer is probably running about five bucks a beer, minimum. Somewhere around yeah. And so, just imagine at five bucks a beer per check in. You're looking at $2.5 billion dollars that has been checked into.
1: Jesus. Why are you trying to make us feel bad, though? Because like that's how saying, much we've like, spent a lot of money on That's the GDP <laughs> of
0: several small countries.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's just the checked-in ones. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Most of my beers go unchecked
2: because I'm forgetful.
3: Because <laughs> after the first five, you just kind of stop checking in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, uh,
0: another another side note. This this badge on um, Twitter is one of the like trending. Trending, yeah. There oh, we go. Okay. So that that definitely will probably help the software out quite a bit more.
1: Yeah. Really. Yeah. Two
0: point five billion dollars takes in like Liberia, <laughs> Antigua and Barbado or Barbuda, uh, Dominica. Like, there's probably, yeah, there's probably, like, 25, 30 that are less than 2.5 billion in GDP. Jesus Christ. Just a little bit lower than Sierra Leone.
3: Stay thirsty, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Fair.
0: All right. So, next up, we've got 20 years of zero regrets. Founders. I don't know about zero. Zero. (laughs) Um. So our friends at Founder Brewing Company, oh, I'm called them friends. They're set, maybe because they give them so much money. Celebrating two decades of chasing their dreams by sticking to their instincts rather than chasing trends. Founders, oh, ugh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> they have certainly jumped on the the IPA trend. Uh, Founders has been able to produce some of the best beers in the country. Cheers to twenty years. No, not belittling their their achievements. I just of meant beers. like I feel yeah. like
2: they've been they've been
0: kind of all about two things barrel aging and ipas yeah but driving up the ibus um and big beers uh check into two different beers vintages of the same beer don't count as different hmm. from founders brewing company's year-round lineup listable of your convenience during the months of october and the founders brewing company 20 years of zero regrets badge is all yours all day ipa centennial ipa dirty bastard porter rubeus red eye ipa nitro oatmeal stout nitro pillel and nitro rubeus Mm-hmm.
1: It's weird that, that it's, it seems like a, such a short list for the year-round stuff.
2: So they always has they always have like a seasonal like so, like a couple of seasonal things going around plus yeah, you know,
3: like stuff it's, they're just like oh
2: yeah no this is this is special limited time. It's, it's, except for the, the Disney. Vault. Okay,
3: the Reds Rye to be available year-round. I never see it anywhere. It no. is a draft only. It's not packaged it, in any be, manner. It, that maybe it's year-round on draft. Yeah, that's, it's just on draft. I've never seen it on draft anywhere. You know, if
1: only we had recorded tomorrow, because I just checked in. I was like, I didn't get this badge, and I just saw month of October. I was like, damn it. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> Man, I'm real glad I bought that six-pack of this stuff today. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so looking at the Founders... Well, we can talk about it a little bit more but during the actual show, but looking at the Founders' availability calendar, the all-year-round stuff makes up only probably about a quarter, maybe a a third to a quarter of what they do.
2: Hmm. That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, their seasonal stuff is where it's at. They've got their seasonal, they've got their, so the Nitro Draft and the year-round are both, you know, what they mentioned there. Then they've got their seasonal, which is about, it, it changes out about three times a year. Then their specialty changes out every two months. Hmm. Then their limited changes out. Like there's like four, three or four big drops per year. Then their barrel age changes out about every two months. So,
1: wow. That's about right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, Our third and final badge uh, is blue point logger than life. Ouch. Uh, It's that time of year. Again, the leaves are starting to change. A chill is creeping into the air the perfect time to explore the wide world of lagers these cold stored no, like beers is the right time to yeah that's true um <laughs> these cold stored mm-hmm. beers and their crisp refreshing finishes are the perfect complement to autumn blue point has been brewing these challenging beers since 1998 and they continue to be coast lager masters to this day uh get your lager on this month with one of blue points wide variety of bottom fermented brews unlock the Logger than life badge simply check in to blue any blue point beer uh, between 9:22 and 10:22. so you have until october 22nd and it's actually from a particular list so you've got the toasted lager which i have to um, unfortunately i have to say that one's actually pretty good um <laughs> <laughs> uh oyster lager delayed pilsner octoberfest blue ox uh, macho muchacho Stash It, (laughs) Bourbon Barrel Aged Doppelbock, and the Drink the Bay Clean IPL. Yeah. I've never had anything else from them, but the toasted lager was good. And I think it's just because I really like the toasted flavor. (laughs) Toast and malts. Like
3: toast. Yeah. (laughs) All right. um, Stroke. Another interesting (laughs) thing. Usually. Uh, from all the data that's gathered through untapped i really like this they did their top beers of summer 2017 Mm. so uh with summer 2017 officially in the books it's time to announce the top rated beer brewed in each state these beers had highest average ratings based on untapped check-ins between june 21st and september 21st and a minimum of two thousand check check-ins during the period congratulations to all breweries that made the list and cheers to all of our users for checking in all summer be sure to check in and rate your favorite beers between now and December 21st to help earn the recognition on the Autumn 2017 list. So, Kentucky, without looking, who do you all, what beer from... All right, so... Or we'll say Brittany, brewery and beer. Brittany already Brittany had, yeah
0: it had kind of spoiled the, the brewery, I think, a little <laughs> earlier.
2: No, I, I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. Okay, so I'll, no, let you,
0: no. I'll let you go first with what you think the brewery is, and then we'll pause there for a second. It's it's I'm a brewer. Gonna... No, it it has to be a beer made in that basically made in that state though, made right? Made in that state. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay.
2: I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna guess. It's probably wrong. Uh, Altec Bourbon Barrel.
0: Bourbon Barrel L. Okay, that would Alltech would be one of my, one of my, probably picks. It probably wouldn't be. It might be Bourbon Barrel. It would probably be. Um, or the Kentucky Yale, but I'm th- I'm thinking K-
2: it's something from it's it's one oh, of those two from Alltech.
0: Yeah, Kentucky Yale or Bourbon Bear would be the one. But Brittany earlier said, um, that All, gra- all Against the Grain was the brewery. So mm, yeah. that that or, changed up my thoughts. I was I
1: guessing because I actually forgot I already knew the answer, but I was oh. guessing that.
0: <laughs> okay, well, if it were against the grain, then the the one that would we're probably up. go with it was my first thought, and then I what they've got like a fifty-six k IPA or something like that. The thirty-five k, thirty-five k. That would be my next guess. Well, it is. So what is
3: Citra it? ass down from against the green? Uh,
2: ah, yeah. uh, it is.
1: Which was okay. Confir- okay, the, it was it was very similar to the citradelic from New Belgium, and I think the the citradelic is better.
2: I was so... I was going for 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 raw numbers, mm. not.
0: Huh. Yeah. I guess the highest rated is the way it's going, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, I had to glance down at Maine. Ah oh, yes,
2: we gotta with uh with uh, uh dinner from Maine Beer Company.
1: It's just it's called a... dinner. Alright. I gotta there's... look this up. What is
2: this? I had to stop for a second ago. Not diner. There's yeah. two ends. <laughs>
3: uh Epic. Ohio was from Columbus Brewing Company. Bodie Body? Booty Booty.
0: B-O-D- I don't know, I'm not actually in Ohio. I
3: was just hoping it was Booty. I'm just saying Bodie.
1: Bodie.
0: that's what I think it is. Oh, Funny. West Virginia. The Greenbrier Valley Brewing Company with its Devil Ants IPA. Yep.
3: Never heard
0: of it. Uh, well, I know of the character Devil Lance. Yeah, the name. <laughs> just from the... I was going to
2: say, Vermont has a heady topper.
0: Who could have guessed that? that? <laughs> hmm. Westbrook Mexican Cake. From
3: South Carolina. Utah oh, was stayed. epic. Which is in the fridge right now. Whoa. Skillet donut stout. Oh, God. Maryville. So good. Mmm. So good.
1: What was Florida? Uh, of course, Florida's was Funky Buddha. Uh, la- you,
3: did, you say, did you see the beer?
1: Last snow. That stuff was delicious. Last snow? Oh.
3: <laughs> the rum barrel age last snow. That good lord. As I like to so, say, kinda... just the tits.
2: <laughs> kind of looking. I actually think Hedy Topper might be the highest rated. The highest average yeah. rating out of all of them.
0: I would I would say so. Was ca- uh, New York comes pretty
2: close with the double dry hop, double mosaic, daydream. Uh, mm.
3: what's that one at?
2: Uh, four point five nine.
3: Uh, fundamental observation from bottle logic has a four point seven two.
2: Mm. I was gonna. I was wondering if oh, the California. that's the highest movie. then. Where's who has that one? California. Uh, California. Oh, okay. Um, I, it,
1: it's interesting. California. Oscar Blue, Ted 1050 from Oscar Blues is Cal- Colorado.
3: Mm. That is a
1: like Colorado had some you know idea. has some good options to choose from. Oh, That's it, oh you know? I just I saw
2: I I just saw what one for Delaware, oak
0: aged <laughs> vanilla worldwide stout. Oh yes. yeah, that only makes sense.
1: Um, who's Mich? Oh, uh, Old Nation Brewing is Michigan.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I've never I don't heard
1: think of it.
2: it. Right. Okay. Oh, they're, they're Boss Tweed. I know
0: of Boss Tweed.
1: <laughs> I, I I like the name. All right, I think that's it's enough. Because,
2: it's because you're a fan of the man, Brittany. You,
1: mm, indeed. I think it's
2: enough
0: <laughs> you, you uh, like beating the around corrupt,
2: the bush. Uh, the corrupt boss.
0: Oh, shout out to Tyler their main beer company. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 4.69. It's pretty high.
3: All right, we have a topic that we've been uh, just dodging, it seems like. <laughs> I don't think we're dodging.
4: Of Petra, seeking
3: Give me a minute. I'm working on it. <laughs> I mean, if we're all drinking
2: to style, it might not take that long. <laughs> or,
3: Depending on that, what though, we're dude. doing. Yeah. yeah, drinking to style. I'm like, I don't, I don't have enough Founders beer. Like, I can like Founder stuff. I just, it's just water. I love it. It, it's the life. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> oh God,
2: I just thought of a bad video on YouTube.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Just Founders is life. We'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <Founders> <laughs> is love.
3: Shrek is love.
2: No. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mike Stevens and Dave uh, Ingbers uh, began uh, canal, St- uh, canal Canal Street, Street, Canal Street Brewing Company in 1997. They were home brewing enthusiasts who had recently graduated from college. The brewery got its name from uh, part of Grand Rapids, where in the 19th century several breweries were located on Canal Street. Monroe which I, Avenue, which
1: I guess is now
2: Monroe Avenue. I don't know. I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, the beer bottle's label originally included an old black and white photo of the original Canal Street breweries, with the word "Founders" above it, and thus the company became known as Founders Brewing.
3: I think that's hilarious. That yeah, that wasn't weird. even the name. That was just like the name I like on to the building. On paper, they're still not Founders. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere it was probably like an old foundry building that had that on there and d- just because it was in the picture everyone's like oh founders founders brewing like N- no it's the canal street brewing company <laughs> like yeah, At a certain whatever. point you just say you know what let's just go with it <laughs> we'll do it live
2: <laughs> my family coat of arms Um uh, since mid uh, mid two thousands, Founders has become one of the most prominent breweries in Michigan, expanding its market into thirty seven states. But that's, again, in. Yeah. Thirty seven. Uh its production can uh, production capacity to three <laughs> three hundred and forty thousand barrels per year. Mm. That is
3: that's significant. That's yeah. not really enough KBS. <laughs> I assume that's all I mean, KBS, right? Yeah. It it yeah. When they say barrels, that means it went in the gypsum mine. <laughs>
2: uh founders was the 30th largest uh u.s craft brewery by sales volume in 2012 and the 41st largest brewery by sales volume
1: Hmm? craft
2: versus um, just u.s brewery okay u.s craft brewery by and then 41st largest u.s brewery by sales volume yes okay sorry i didn't notice the difference the missing word craft i kept going Makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) Those are
1: two different numbers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Craft versus not craft. Like, just overall breweries.
2: Yeah. By 2014, founders had climbed to the 17th largest craft brewery based on sales volume and the 23rd overall largest. Uh, In 2014, founders announced another expansion. This one, $35 million. To double the production capacity at its Grand Rapids facility, allowed them to produce ninety—sorry, uh, not ninety, nine hundred thousand barrels per year.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And that yeah. was—that was with the—that was when they started the production on their specific barrel aging facility. Correct.
1: I would have I, to think so.
3: So wait, no. Their barrel
0: aging is all gonna be taking place underground still. I yeah,
3: think. but no, the brewing, they they broke that all off and none of that happens at the main facility anymore. So all oh. the barrel aged stuff is uh, done somewhere no, else. I, um
0: gotcha. I don't know because that that main facility is still small, so I'm gonna guess that they've they're putting some stuff over there that isn't barrel aged.
3: Oh, no, I'm saying, like, they built a new, like, they specifically built a brand new brewery just for barrel-aged stuff. Like, just to brew that stuff. So they had room to play with it and come up with new stuff. Gotcha. And that's what led us to the uh, uh, Lizard of Cause last year. barrel-aging series.
2: Uh, Mm. Where they just start going,
3: you know what? F it. Throw it in a barrel. (laughs) Yeah. malt liquor. Put it in a barrel. See what happens. (laughs) IPAs. Put it in a barrel. Put it in the mine.
1: All right. Uh, As of 2013, two of its beers, Kentucky Breakfast Stout and Canadian Mm. Breakfast Stout, were Mm. ranked among beer advocates' top ten beers, with CBS ranked as the fourth best beer in the world by user review in april 2010 founders won four medals at the world beer cup in chicago and the brewery went to win two more medals at denver's great american beer festival in september of that year the brewery also won an award at the 2012 world beer cup in san diego so uh we just talked about the barrel aging founders is celebrating its barrel aging history for its 20th anniversary this year at the end of last year founders announced the launch of a brand new series, the fittingly named Barrel Age series that honors a program responsible for the hugely popular KBS brand. Throughout mm. the year, they have released four barrel-aged beers, including KBS, with mm. two more to go, including Backwoods Bastard and mm. the final beer rumored to be Canadian Breakfast Out.
0: Backwoods yeah. should be launching mid, early mid-October. Mm. Oh, yeah. So look for it. I was, I was
2: really hoping someone's out already today when I was shopping for beer. And I was like, Soon probably not, but soon.
3: In the next couple of weeks, yeah. And it was uh, people who closely watch uh, regulatory things and see the labels that get approved. And a label has been approved for Canadian Breakfast Stout. Even though Founders has not said anything official yet, uh, they've at least had the label approved.
2: They have they have dummy label approvals. They're they're keeping this in a tighter lockdown than uh, than a Game of Thrones season. No, this and is... they
0: could they could produce a Canadian break. They still have to do a label if they bottle and sell, you know, five bottles or half a million. Yeah, you know,
3: but so it's that, I mean it's really yeah. something considering they've only bottled this beer one other time. Uh, so CBS has only been released twice. Uh, the first time it was released in bottles, I can't. That was back in uh, bu- 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 I don't, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't like into it was craft like even at the time. Like it was back in like 2012 or something, but it was like 2014 the last time it was released at all, and that was on draft only and mm-hmm. probably only out of the brew pub. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's some barrel aging facts from Francesca Janiski. I was thinking uh, PR and communications assistant from Founders Brewing Company. So, KBS was the first beer they ever barrel-aged back in 2002. So, I think that is very close on the heels of uh, Bourbon County Stout. Mm. When was Bourbon County? Like, well, the first year they did it? Was it 2001. Okay. Uh, next, we store barrels in a cave that was, at one time, a gypsum mine. The mine we've been referencing through most of this. <laughs> it's located a short distance from our two brewing locations in downtown Grand Rapids. I thought, like, most of Grand Rapids sits on top of this mine and is about 90 feet underground.
2: I'd be okay if most of Grand Rapids f- set upon Founders. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan 92. is just, like, mostly Founders.
0: <laughs> Bourbon County Stout was ninety two. Ninety two? Oh, oh, beat him
3: okay. by nearly a decade. Uh I'm well just the saying
2: what if what if Grand Rapids, Michigan was was just KB was just uh not <laughs> just KBS. The uh,
3: sea of KBS, well then I'd buy a houseboat. <laughs> In a long crazy straw <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> uh how the program became or how the program came to be our uh, our brewmaster Jeremy Cosmic, Cosmic, so many weird names. Because Mickey, because Mickey. Mickey. Mickey, was a big fan yeah, of bourbon, Mickey, <laughs> and its characteristic flavors. Uh, the concept of aging beer in barrels certainly wasn't new; it's an ancient practice. But he wanted to Kitting try. Back to 1992, <laughs> <laughs> the ancient time of 1992 when the Power Rangers reigned supreme. That time uh, <laughs>
2: before the boom boom.
3: <laughs> but he wanted to try his hand at it, and in 2001, we got our hands on two barrels, which we aged breakfast stout in. We liked the concept and the rich flavors that the bourbon imparted on the beer, but we found the final product was a bit thin. The next year, we had to double the number of barrels and had brewed an imperialized version of breakfast stout to age in... Mm. uh for the next few years, we kept doubling the number of barrels we had each year. In 2007, we hit 28 total barrels and ran out of space in the <laughs> to store them. We doubled every year till five <laughs> years later, we had 28.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this sounds when, less impressive when you say, "Yeah, you know, yeah, that is how math works."
3: <laughs> this is when we decided to move the aging operation underground to caves, starting with a batch of Backwoods Bastard. Like you do. We taste each barrel that comes out of the caves prior to blending and packaging the beer. Can I get this job? <laughs> I want um, this job. I, yeah, I think we're all qualified for this job. I mean, we, we can do deal like, with Michigan. I have yep. a tongue. Tastes like KBS to me. Uh, this can I think mean he's probably got the best bet out of all of us. Yeah, uh, which, this can which, mean our brewers yeah, and our quality folks tone. are drinking hundreds of small samples in the morning. Sounds fun, but definitely not an easy feat. You're getting lit before lunch yeah. that's essentially what's going on oh yeah you have a nice hearty breakfast followed by a nice hearty
2: lunch and then nap time
0: <laughs> followed by instead of a four o'clock sh- or a five o'clock shut you've got the five o'clock hangover yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. everyone <laughs> yeah. else is like oh the Drive I'm... home is pretty
3: rough just <laughs> uh, uh, we're going out after after work you want to come with it? no uh, uh. you don't actually get to drive <laughs> home they have a cot in the back of the cave so, do, you, do you want to go home after work? never
2: again (laughs) (laughs) i quit
3: we recently opened a hundred ninety thousand square foot second brewing location in grand rapids that will focus on experimental and barrel-aged beer we call it the barrel house our barrel aging program continues to grow each year and it's causing (laughs) my closet to lose less like the more and more space is allocated to founders beer every quarter right
2: next to it to be uh uh, net, right next to the barrel house to be a Cracker Barrel. So badly. Oh. Actually, most of our closet then, is Michigan. Because then you could go like right next. Like, uh, what do you need? Country fried steak, Some
3: all of bacon it. and eggs. Oh, I need all that right now.
2: We need to go to IHOP. Hash brown casserole. <laughs> Quick, Casey, to the car. <laughs> so it's gonna be a longer drive for you. But...
0: Yeah. I'll see you in a couple days. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, it'd so be in December. Two days for you to get to us. Yeah, easily, and and snow's beginning in the next forty eight hours. So, well, they never went the into the blue mobile. <laughs> uh, in December of twenty fourteen, Founders Brewing Company re released Blushy Monk, an experimental Belgian style raspberry ale, which had not been brewed since two thousand and eleven. That same month, Founders announced the Maho San Miguel, that Maho. San Miguel had purchased a 30% minority stake in the business. Technically, this makes Founders no longer a craft brewery, since the Brewers Association requires that craft breweries not be more than 25% owned by a macro brewery.
3: The partnership
0: cemented the Grand Rapids Brewery's legacy, liquidity, and international growth, Stephen said. steven said, I want to know that when I go, uh, when I leave this earth, that Founders is alive and well. Founders has opened a second 200,000-square-foot manufacturing facility in Grand Rapids and plans to open its second-ever retail location in Detroit's Cass Corridor neighborhood.
2: I'm just saying it's worth ruining your suspension to drive to Michigan to get that stuff straight, to, mm. straight off the top.
0: <laughs> it is. We were up there... Uh, what was it? Like four years Three ago? We, no. Oh, you and I were, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, we were up there... T- I want to say at this point it's 3 weeks ago.
2: i was going to say yeah, sorry Casey, we're not married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so we, their their food is just the tits. I mean it is the best. Um,
2: I mean they could they could do with some crack fries though.
0: Oh, they've got they've got they've they've increased the size of their kitchen now to where it's like a full-service restaurant instead of that little uh-huh. little window you walk up to. Yeah. And the menu is huge. It's like a full-size menu instead of like a menu board. So we're adding this so. to the list of things we're doing next year, right? <laughs> right, officially? Yeah, I've, I've always been. So um, Marriott Points, downtown, it's a level <laughs> five hotel right across from the B.O.B. And, so if we put um, our points B-O-B. with your points. What's up? If we combine our points with your points. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, I've even got, after this trip, I'll have another, probably two more uh,
3: stops Points. that I can make. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering if you were down with B.O.B. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, you may so be wondering, where's the rest curious. of this? There's actually a n- not a lot of information available about Founders. That's yeah. kind of all we could dig up. Um, They're very secretive.
1: Well, we do have, so we do have this list um, from that. I think we've used this on another episode um the website is called Ranker.com. Uh, do a top 10? Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a quick, like, I guess however they're voted. Um, but I think this is a pretty good order, too. Uh, so it's a top 10. Or is it a top 10? I
3: would 15. adjust no. this order.
2: I would argue with this.
3: Yeah, I've got I've got some issues with this order.
1: Well, I, I kind of understand the first five, at least.
3: Or do the first you? six. Because I would tweak it. Anyway,
1: I so. There'll be changes. <laughs> um, the first one is the Founder's Breakfast Stout. Um, so I guess you guys probably think that KBS should be first.
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm.
1: KBS yeah. is second yeah. on
0: here. I'm going to guess that it's because this this is Ranker, and you, I'm, I'm sure that it's like a voting system that more people have had
3: Founders Breakfast than have had Founders KBS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: Look, I'm not sense. worried about what peasants think. I'm worried about <laughs> people who have tried them.
3: So no, I'm just right. upset that Curmudgeon and Imperial Stout are so far down on this list.
1: Mm.
2: But
3: Backwards again, I Bastard's think
2: Bastard's not even in the top five. It's
1: it's that it's so hard to get some of them. I think maybe.
3: Okay, no, Backwoods Bastard is not hard to get. You can find it on well, shelves well, for weeks. I don't know. If, well, I mean, when say, it's out.
0: Yeah, it, uh, that's the thing. Like Breakfast Out is year round, whereas KBS mm-hmm. is week long, and Backwoods Bastard's probably like three weeks or four weeks.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So number three is the Founder's Dirty Bastard. Uh, number four is Founder's All Day IPA, which I sure, agree with that. That's fine. Delicious. Uh, number five is the Founder's Porter. Um, six is the Backwoods Bastard. Seven is the Centennial IPA. Eight's the Curmerge- Curmudgeon. Wow, word. Um, Curmudgeon. Yeah. Nine is the Imperial Stout. Mm. Uh, ten is the uh, Red's Eye. Why can't I talk? Red's Eye Rye. Uh, and then the Double Trouble, Founders Devil Dancer, Harvest Ale.
3: Devil Dancer isn't even a thing anymore.
1: Rubaeus and the Pale Ale.
3: Because <laughs> they have Devil's Dan- or Devil Dancer left over from last year. That's and probably... So that was hilarious, <laughs> hilarious when it was last year they announced, oh yeah, we're getting rid of this, because it was a seasonal, And I was like, yeah, because I can find some from like two years ago still sitting on a shelf that no one will effing buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, Rubeus is underappreciated extremely it's a a pretty good beer it's on shelves now for those wondering
1: that's all you guys
0: um coming out this month and for the rest of the year the the founders always puts out their yearly availability calendar which i think is great we know what to plan for and how to plan our bank accounts accordingly (laughs) um so coming out this this month when do i
2: drop half a grand traveling (laughs) for kbs (laughs)
0: yeah uh, oh, and you can usually get it in Michigan about a week before you can get it any, anywhere else, so most of
3: these things.
2: I should um, really plan to be in Grand Rapids that week, and that and then travel south and then buy it again. They do
3: a <laughs> massive party at the brew year. pub. Like it I, is. I a, know you did. I was jelly. They sell tickets for the <laughs> the party at the brew pub where they have just the most amazing things on draft. They pretty much that always be have. Cool to go to when you're. They have like multiple Sells vintages of KBS. Yeah, and they have tons of like CBS and like all these one offs, and it's just insanity. Mm-hmm. yeah kbs launched in michigan in march
0: but waited until april before it launched everywhere else like then march so you yes. got a good two weeks on that one actually
1: hmm. but yeah that would that would be a good that would be a good group trip to go like for the the big party Do yeah so this
0: month um look for breakfast out to start coming out for the rest of the year um harvest ale should already be out or should have you seen it yet it's on shelves Is it? i on saw shelves a four pack i was about it.
3: to grab it a bit of a spoiler i am not drinking it because i could not justify the price tag <laughs> as opposed to what was already in the fridge right yep um backwards bastards should be coming out halfway through october and
0: then at the end of the year we'll see in december uh barrel age number six which they didn't announce haven't announced yet what was barrel age number four the one that just came out um, the one that
3: just came out was DKML, the malt liquor. Oh,
4: yeah. the malt liquor.
0: oh that's right, okay. So that's, that one
3: that's when we were like, so they're just putting anything in a barrel now.
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty
3: much. So this year they've put a fruit beer into a barrel. They have put an Imperial IPA into a barrel. They're putting malt liquor into a barrel <laughs> on top of Scotch Ale and Imperial Stouts, which we were kind of used to, but the other three are kind of strange.
1: Barrels are to <laughs> founders as the Will it Blend. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah will it barrel <laughs>
2: and they just said F it let's find out um, I'm sorry. waiting on that I'm waiting on that barrel aged pilsner <laughs> you don't and know. then
0: the Azaka will come out in uh, oh. November barrel aged Azaka we'll
1: oh. see what next year looks like that'd be interesting um, mm-hmm. Okay. any other thoughts on, on founders just
3: generally everything give me everything they make put it in a big barrel and dump it in my mouth even if they're uh, San Miguel owned, um, I'm I'm okay. Like they're
0: still craft at heart. It, yeah, it's not
1: know. like it's I don't it, it it's five percent difference on the majority stake thing. I I don't even know. It's like
2: yeah, no, I I love founders. They 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 make. I'm trying to think of something they make that I'm not. I don't just go like yeah, no, that's good. I like it.
3: Yeah, it's, that's, we've talked um, about this several know, times. Why? We see if you see what was that, what. The mango, the mango, whatever it was. Oh um, yeah, a bunch of people like that stuff will sit on shelves forever. It was
0: it was horrible. It was artificial mango flavor. It was like artificial sweetener flavor, like sweet and low. Ew. They didn't even brew it this year. No, like, I, I don't blame like them. It. Dropped like it.
1: There are two that I don't like, and that that I can think like we've had a lot of founders. And, like there are two that stick out to me that I'm like no, uh, that was the the lizard of cause. That was, oh yeah. It tasted very artificial. Yeah,
3: it was real artificial.
1: Um and then I I'm I'm the one the odd person out here, but I don't like the rubeus cuz I don't like raspberry. Like it's awful to me. Yeah, I know.
0: I used to really love rubeus. Now it's okay. I like I like it. It's not uh, like my look, favorite cuz I, I feel like it's got more artificial again.
2: Hmm. If I can get nitro rubeus, I'm 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 happy. If I get regular rubeus, I'm like, oh, all right, bye. That nitro makes makes a difference with that one,
3: but Founders mm. is one of those breweries where if someone's like, "Oh, it's like, well, what do you have?" and we have this from Founders, and you're like, "You're like, well, I got a ninety percent chance it's gonna be fantastic." Yeah. If, it's, yeah. yeah, if
0: it's a normal beer from Founders, it's it's well made beer. Mm-hmm. It's whenever they get into fruit flavorings that you gotta wonder sometimes. They do great barrel aging. They do sure. pretty good beers. Fruit flavorings they can't do to, they can't they, make their way out of a. a bourbon barrel with fruit (laughs) flavors
2: (laughs) they've got they've got some good uh they got some good ipa The the, yes yes oh yeah there's their session ipa the all-day ipa
3: pretty great solid
2: yeah yeah
3: well i think that that can and the azaka that can transition us pretty nicely into what we're drinking drink with me friend
1: well so i think i i assume we're all drinking to theme at this point but i definitely am (laughs) and uh it, it's not a, a. It's a pretty standard. It's one of the year round, apparently. I see
3: one of us is not, but this time it is not me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so this I had is, one job. <laughs> this is the Founder's Porter that I'm drinking. Uh, it's just an American style porter, six and a half percent ABV, forty five IBUs. Surprisingly, um, the Beer Advocate score is four point two five, which I'm like, yeah, okay.
2: I, I feel like a lot of Founder stuff is like. They're pretty high. I, it's yeah. like above three point five. Yeah, most oh, yeah, of it
3: is usually. It's. Uh, I like that if you go to their website, they include the Beer Advocate score on yeah, their website they specifically, and, put like it and the essential yeah, no, information. They do
2: good work. <laughs> um, on the you know de- what they don't put on there, their rate beer score.
1: Hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, on are the- owned
0: by. A oh wait,
2: no, I take that back. Oh, it is on there? They do have the rate beer score up for uh, rate beer rating for Dirty Bastard. I bet you they oh. take it
1: all down at some point. Um okay, brewery's description on this one is uh so no absence of hops gives founders robust robust porter the full flavor you deserve and expect. Sure. Um anyway, it's a really good porter. I love porters. Um it's it has more carbonation than I thought it did for some reason. <laughs> I was expecting... I I think because I'm... when
3: we popped the bottle, there was no hiss. And at yeah. first it was like, oh, did we get a bottle that had some kind of accident? And I poured it and then like a nice head formed. I was like, no, no, it's carbonated.
1: Uh, but I'm, I think I'm still so used to um, like crazy stouts that are like barrel aged or whatever else that they pour like molasses. And so I was expecting that from the porter and, then, and I was like... Oh, wait. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. oh <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's a really good Porter. If you haven't had it before, because I feel like you don't, it's not the first thing you go to order when you think of founders. Cause you always go for like the weird special stuff, but the Porter is really good. Like it's just a genuine good Porter.
2: Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's always a solid fallback. If you can't find anything else dark on the menu that you're in the in the mood for
1: mm-hmm.
2: there the Porter will do well. I also drink. Uh, drink to episode, shock that right. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: so uh, I got some of the uh, the dirty bastards.
3: And there's a nice story. I don't know if they included it in their description, but Dirty Bastard is what saved them. Like pre buyout, Founders was about to go under and have to file for bankruptcy and have to close their doors. They
2: they have a they have a video of it on the on the site where they they talk about it.
3: Yeah, but no. Dirty Bastard was the beer that saved them back in the '90s. You know, if we were a beer beer podcast that
0: talked about the history, that would be or <laughs> uh, the the you know about a brewery, that would be an excellent <laughs> thing to include in that. Possibly, we not, probably we would have been. I'm just giving you crap.
1: Yeah. Hey,
2: hey, you know. hey! Uh, anyway, the uh, the Dirty Bastard from Founders. It's the it's a Scotch ale slash wee heavy, eight uh, percent uh 8% ABV 50 IBU uh beer adv- advocate score of uh 4.05
3: sure yeah that is staggeringly and... high for one of their year rounds or for any mm-hmm. year round beer
2: uh their the description they have says so good it's almost wrong <laughs> dark ruby in color and brewed with seven varieties of imported malts complex and finish with hints of smoke and peat paired with a malty richness and a right hook of hot power <laughs> to give it the bad attitude, uh, to give the bad attitude beer, uh, bad attitude that named the beer, dirty bastard, uh, has to live up to. Ain't for the wee lads because it's a wee heavy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, no, I I do like this beer. I would have preferred Backwoods Bastard. I'll be upfront. Oh yeah. Um, I could also have gone for a curmudgeon. Didn't see anyone. Didn't see either of those. What I did see, however, was that this was the last six pack of
3: uh of Dirty Bastard on the shelf. Mm. And I went. Never mind. This is mine. Yeah, it's not it's curmudgeon. All... Curmudgeon season. I think curmudgeons out. What? It's a little later. Two or three times a year. Yeah. It's out more than once a year. Mm. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, it does have a
2: whole lot of malt going on in there. There's 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 some hop in there that you wouldn't usually associate, I guess, with uh with uh, Scotch ales as much. But this is this is a really good beer. Could could do with some barrel aging, I'll say. But.
3: Sure, sure. Well, sure enough, you throw it in a barrel and then it's just backwards. That's what I mean. <laughs> All right. Um, I've had two beers. Uh, I finished my first beer before we were out of uh, Playful Banter. <laughs> I was going to say, like, finished it before Casey was done with his story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so I started with a Mosaic Promise from Founders, that is a pale ale at five point five percent, probably the lowest ABV of anything any of us have tonight. Mm-hmm. IBUs at fifty, so you know, middle of the roadish. Uh, Beer Advocate score of ninety six, so still rocking it out there with that seasonal. Uh, the brewer's description for Mosaic Promise shows two unique ingredients: Mosaic hops and Golden Promise malt. The yeah uh, versus. Why can I not speak? Probably because of my second beer. (laughs) The versatility of the hops, pleasing aroma and flavor characteristics, and the traditional barley's depth of flavor comprise this clean, rich, golden beer. We can brew complex beers with the best of them, but we recognize there is also a beauty in simplicity. So yeah, the first time I'd had Mosaic Promise, I was not really a big fan. I think I may have dumped most of the first one I ever had. So our Kind of wanted to revisit this one because it was before I got into pale ales at all, and now before we, hit, before we hopped on that hop train
2: and wrote it, wrote
3: it. Yeah, before like I need Casey Jones. Oops, yeah, so. I need it mainlined. So uh Mosaic Promise, love it. uh It is just the floral scents and flavors coming off of it. If you ever want to know when someone says, you know, what if you want to know what someone's talking about when they say floral flavors in a beer. They are just popping in that. It is amazing, and I highly recommend it. Uh, Followed it up with a 2017 KBS. So why not? Well, then, got to treat yourself. Treat yourself.
2: Haven't treat yourself. Haven't you done well?
3: I have. So, ABV coming in at 11.8%. It's a little lower than most of the previous years. Uh, Rate Beer rating of 100. Availability, April. Yeah, early April. We all all know. It's right about my birthday. Hey, can't think of a better way to celebrate. So, what we've got here is an imperial stout brewed with a massive amount of coffee and chocolates. Then cave-aged in oak bourbon barrels for an entire year. To make sure wonderful bourbon undertones come through in the finish, (laughs) makes your taste buds squeal with delight. Yeah, Yeah. I don't don't know know what that was. I
2: mean, maybe if your taste buds are also you know pigs are horrifying. I don't know if you've actually heard heard them.
3: Sow or (laughs) boar. The high pitched squeals. No, that's that's the that's the younglings. You want to (laughs) go. I mean, maybe maybe, to, maybe maybe younglings taste
0: the best. Killing younglings. <laughs> I knew this was coming.
3: All right, Casey, what are you drinking?
0: All right, not too uh, style today.
2: Gasp! You had to win job.
0: But they say when in Rome, right? So um, today I am having something. That <laughs> when in don't... Rome,
2: you drink founders. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't drink don't, the water. It's laced with lead. You'll, <laughs> you'll die. He's not in Flint, Michigan.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, thank no, goodness. I'm just saying if he was in... Sorry.
0: Um, I, I do not actually know. I, I, I didn't look, so I don't know. But I don't know if they have founders in this area. Hmm. Um, you you don't know what you're drinking? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying that I don't know if they had founders. So I wasn't looking oh, for founders okay. specifically. So I don't know. But th- it may be the fact that uh, I'm, I'm looking at the... the sour grapes here and saying, you know, it's maybe because they don't have it here. Hmm. Um, So anyways, I have picked up a semi-local. It's from Snake River Brewing. I picked it up right outside of Yellowstone. Um, But they are from Wyoming, I believe. But they are a... 2011 GABF gold medal winner. This beer is, um, it is Paco's IPA, a 6.8% IPA with 60 IBUs coming in at 4.07 out of five. Um, really good Simcoe Columbus blend is what they use in this. And it's really good. Um, as far as an IPA goes, it's one of the better ones that I've had in a while. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going more and more toward West coast beers and I don't know why, but hmm. the cleanness of them, the he sworn is allegiance to Tupac. <laughs> uh, yeah. chris are you going biggie side always here? biggie um so i don't know if it's the cleanness or, or it, they're just much more drinkable like quaffable you can drink a lot of them in a row um than some of the stuff from the midwest that i've that i've seen so uh, really good though and i'll bring some back so y'all can try it
3: so looking no you cannot get there are three states that founders is not available in any manner Guess those three states.
0: Utah. Utah. Yep. Um, Wyoming. Yep. And, and also Utah. <laughs> Utah. <laughs> Idaho. Colorado.
3: Colorado. Okay. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, market. that one's weird. Actually. They have a big they... map of distribution and they just have those states completely removed. Wow. So there we go. I don't feel so bad hmm. because I couldn't have gotten it either, either way. Now you could have picked Maybe. them up in Nevada. Eh. I could
0: have picked it up. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, maybe Nevada, but not uh, not the one that's in between. Not New <laughs> Mexico, whatever that is. Arizona. Just saying. Arizona, life, uh, not Arizona.
2: Just saying uh life uh, finds a
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gotten it at Idaho, I'm sure. But oh well,
3: that's all we got. Everything so, so founders. Uh, all Founders. yeah, that's I'm founders. surprised
1: there wasn't more. I'm still just like seriously though. Like it, I, I mean, we we I, looked <laughs> again.
2: I think they let their beer do the talking. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at haveadrinkshow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And please rate the show on iTunes and YouTube to help spread the word.
2: Uh, don't forget, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at com, Or you can also just use the feedback page on the website. Or, you know. Twitter. We'll answer to that too. Facebook messages. All the things. Uh, smoke signals. Carrier pigeon. Yes. Hate mail. Ravens.
3: Hate mail. Ransom letters. All of it. Uh, Make
2: sure you get the right magazines for your ma- ransom letters. You need a diverse selection. You don't want them to be able to pick up the type right away.
3: Exactly. Mm. All joking and fun aside, please drink responsibly. <laughs> don't drink and drive. I am not going anywhere. <laughs> I will be staying right here and uh, continue treating myself.
2: <laughs> Treat yourself you sale.
1: all right so uh check us out next sunday or yes it is next sunday for our next live video episode and then in a couple of weeks for the next audio episode once again i'm Brittany lee walker
0: i'm justin Fraser. i'm christopher walker i'm casey price we'll see you next time bye
1: guys, bye. Bye, guys. Bye. treat yourself